Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No. No. It is for this very reason that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it. And I will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it has thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus said this voice was for your benefit. Not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. I them into the kingdom of glory. I all people to myself. I bring salvation that all men may now be able to access God directly. Directly. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. Words, why are you saying you are going to die? We know the Messiah when he comes he will not die. They are their own preconceived notion about the Messiah. So how can you say the son of man will be lifted up? Who is this son of man? Then Jesus told them you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light. So that you may become the children of light. When he had finished speaking this, Jesus left and hid himself from them. This is our lead scripture for tonight. And he said that Jesus replied, verse 23. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. The hour has come 
for the son of man to be glorified in other words going to the cross I will explain to you verily verily very truly I say unto you verily verily normally means this one is established forever verily verily I say unto you unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but if it dies it produces many seeds anyone who loves their life will lose it and whoever hates their life in this world will gain everlasting life this is very Powerful blessed people. What is the Lord saying here? The Lord is saying that the Greeks, Jesus himself made his way to Jerusalem. He entered the city. And when he entered Jerusalem, he entered the temple of God. And when he entered, if you know the design of the temple, in the design of the temple, he entered the man's court. Within the man's court, man's court, the Fatherly translate the word of God with fear. He entered the man's court. Man's court. Man, man. Alingia katika nyua za watu, wanadamu, wanaume. Okay, he entered the court of man. The man's court. Alingia katika nyua ile And so, Jesus entered Jerusalem. Hivyo basi Yesu alingia Jerusalem. And then he entered the temple. Alipo akaingia hekaluni. And so he went to the court of man. Hivyo basi akaingia katika ile koti katika mahakama ya wanadamu. No. Jesus entered Jerusalem. And then when he entered Jerusalem, you know the temple had many courts. He entered the man's court. The court of man. And when he entered the man's court, as he was there, and remember, the, the, the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the chief priests are not happy. They are not happy. Because they saw that out of the resurrection of Lazarus, Jesus was so popular, becoming very popular. And a lot of people were following him. And so when he entered that part of the temple court, while he was there, remember, he was sent to the lost sheep of Jacob. And so while he's in the temple in the man's court, then in the Gentiles court there was some Greek all the Gentiles that converted into Judaism they had a special court called the Gentiles court where they used to come in and sit and attend service okay, that is something else for that so, all the Gentiles that would convert from wherever, whatever, 
and receive Judaism. They were given a special court in the temple to allow them also to come and partake of the services. Watu wote wa watu mataifa ambao walikuwa wanageuzwa na kubadilika na kuingia katika Uyahudi basi walikuwa wanapewa sehemu fulani mahususi kabisa ili kwamba kuwa katika hekalu la Mungu. Okay, I think you need to say it well for the sake of the Swahili listeners who are many all the way to Mozambique to convert those who accepted Judaism who took that is the better language that they may follow i have the world here please please so he's saying all the gentiles that converted to Judaism they were given the gentiles court watu wote wa mataifa ambao walikubali uyahudi basi walipewa ile nyua ya ile nyua ya watu mataifa let me describe this again wacha niwaeleze hii tena if you look at the design of the temple ukiangalia muundo wa hekalu there was the part where the hebrew people enter there is there is the part where the hebrew people enter and sit kuna sehemu ambayo watu wa ibrania wanaingia na kukaa and the men and the women section na katika sehemu ya wanaume na wanawake and so jesus entered and sat in the men section kwa hivyo yesu aliingia akaketi katika sehemu ya wanaume and in the gentile section halafu katika ile sehemu ya watu mataifa there was some Greek people that had converted who had attended service there. Kulikuwa na watu fulani wa Yunani ambao walikuwa wamekubali ule Uyahudi ambao walikuwa wameingia na kukaa pale. And so when they accepted the Jewish religion the Judaism they sat there. Walipokubali ile dini ya Uyahudi basi walikaa pale. And so when they saw Jesus in the men's court. Kwa hivyo walipomuona Yude walipomuona Yesu katika ile nyua ya wanaume they called Philip. Walimuita Filipo. And they told Philip, "Can you tell the Lord that we want to see him?" These are Gentiles in the house of the Lord. Wakamwambia Filipo yakwamba je, unaweza kumwambia Bwana yakwamba tunataka kumwona Bwana. And this is very prophetic, very powerfully so. Na hii ni ya kiunabii kabisa ya nguvu kabisa. Because these are Gentiles, these are Greeks. Kwa sababu hawa ni watu mataifa, hawa ni When they saw Jesus, they sent Philip and tell Philip, "Can you tell the Lord we want to see him?" Because they could not enter that inner part. Walipomuona Yesu, wakamwambia Filipo yakwamba je, unaweza kumwambia Bwana yakwamba tunataka kumuona kwa sababu hawangeweza kuingia katika ile nyua ya ndani. And so, kwa hivyo, Philip also, Filipo pia, after receiving that request, baada ya kupokea hilo ombi, then now Philip goes and he shares with Andrew. Filipo anaenda na kushiriki na Andrea. And so and then they agreed that they should tell the Lord. Halafu wanakubaliana ya kwamba wapate kumwambia Bwana. So they told the Lord. Kwa hivyo walimwambia Bwana. That look. Ya kwamba angalia. There are some Greek people in the Gentile court. Kuna watu fulani wa Yunani katika ile nyua ya watu mataifa. They are saying they want to see you. Wanasema kwamba wanataka kukuona. But because of the way the temple is arranged Laki... and what was at stake, the priests were there and everybody were watching. Lakini kulingana na jinsi ambavyo ile hekalu ilikuwa imepangwa na kile ambacho kilikuwa kimeenda mrama wale mayukuhani walikuwa pale na kila mtu alikuwa anatazama I did not even say such a thing. Listen, can you help me there? Thank you. So uh, the way the temple was arranged. Jinsi ambavyo hekalu lilikuwa limepangwa. There was the inner part. Kulikuwa na sehemu ya section. Sehemu ya wanaume. And also the priests were there. Na pia makuhani walikuwa pale. And so Na kwa hivyo, from the Gentile section the, the, the Greeks have sent Philip. They have sent Philip. Philip has spoken to Andrew and they have told the Lord. Kutoka katika ile sehemu ya watu mataifa wamemtuma Filipo. Naye Filipo amezungumza pamoja na Andrea na wamemwambia Bwana. 
And so when they told the Lord that the Greek people some Gentiles want to see you out here. Na kwa hivyo walipomwambia Bwana ya kwamba watu fulani wa Yunani watu mataifa wanataka kukuona hapa nje. And yet you know many times the Messiah said I was sent only to the lost sheep of Jacob. Lost sheep of Jacob. Na ilhali mwajoe ya kwamba mara nyingi kabisa Yesu Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo alisema ya kwamba nilitumwa tu kwa kondoo waliopotewa Yakobo. And so Na kwa hivyo the Messiah did not want to stir up chaos there. Masiye hakutaka kuzua vurugu pale. Why fight? Ama vita. Because he knew that all the elders and the chief priests were watching. Kwa sababu alijoea kwamba wazee wote pamoja na viongozi wa makuhani walikuwa wanatazama. And they were not allowed to come to the gentle court. Na hawakuruhusiwa kuingia katika nyuo ya watu mataifa. And the gentiles were not allowed to go to the inner court especially where the the, the, the male section na wale watu mataifa hawakuruhusiwa kuingia katika nyua za ndani hasa kabisa katika sehemu hii ya wanaume. So when they when the Gentile nations when the Greeks requested to see Jesus. Hivyo basi wakati ambapo watu mataifa wa Greek wa Yunani walipoomba ya kwamba wapate kumuona Yesu. Then the response Jesus gives in verse 23. Hivyo basi lile jibu ambalo Yesu anapeana kwenye mstari wa 23. This what really underscores the message of the messiah ndio ambayo kwa kweli inaweka uzito kuhusiana na uzito what is our theme for tonight ndio ambayo ndio mada yetu siku wa leo the lord jesus bwana yesu right from inside moja kwa moja tangu kutoka ndani from the male section kutoka katika ile sehemu ya he decided to answer them from that side aliamua kuwajibu kutoka katika upande huo and when he answered na alipojibu there is a key kuna kuna sehemu nyeti When he answered them Alipowajibu There is a key Kuna ufunguo When he answers them they want to see him look at the answer Anapowajibu wanataka kumuona tazama hilo jibu The hour has come for the son of man to be glorified Sa imewadia kwa mwana wa Adamu kutukuzwa Verily verily I say unto you unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies it remains a single seed Amin amin nawaambia mbegu ya ngano isipeanguka ardhini na kufa hubakia kama mbegu moja peke yake But if it dies it produces a huge harvest of many seeds Lakini ikifa huzaa mbegu nyingi Anyone who loves their life will lose it And then he goes on to say Why anyone who hates their life in this life in this world will keep it for eternal life Whoever wants to serve me Yeyote anayetaka kunitumikia Whoever serves me must follow me. Mtu yeyote akinitumikia lazima nifuate. And he says wherever he is his servant will be. Na anasema kwamba mahali alipo mtumishi wake atakuwa pale. So the key message here is this. Hivyo basi ujumbe nyeti pale hapa ni huu. As the Lord is answering the Gentiles. Wakati answering the Greek people requesting to see him. Wakati Bwana anawajibu wale wa Yunani, wale watu mataifa ambao wanataka kumuona. He talks about he's going to the cross. Anazungumza kuhusu kwenda kwake msalabani. He says the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Anasema kwamba saa imewadia kwa ajili ya mwana wa Adamu kutukuzwa. And he talks about how he's going to die. He tells them in other words that a kernel of wheat must fall to the ground and die. Na anawaambia kuhusiana na jinsi ambavyo anaenda kutukuzwa, anawaambia kwamba lazima 
And when it dies, it will germinate. Then it will produce more seed, a lot of seeds. So in that answer, he was telling them that the Messiah is the propitiation for sin. He is the sacrifice that must be paid for the redemption of all men. And so he's answering the, the Greek people, the Gentiles, from the inside of the temple. And he's telling them about the fact that when he goes to the cross, then he will be revealed. The Christ in him, his mission, cannot be revealed. His purpose there on the earth can never be revealed except that he dies. When he dies, then they will say, oh look, he is the glorious lamb of God for perfect sacrifice, for propitiation, for paying for sin. And so, unless a kernel of wheat a seed of wheat falls to the ground and dies number one is purpose you cannot tell and he says that when he dies he will resurrect and when he resurrects he will draw all men he will accomplish the purpose for which he came Unless he goes to the ground and dies, he just remains a single seed. But when he dies, then he will be more productive. Look for more than 2,000 years now. How many people he has drawn to himself? The fruitfulness, the productivity. He has become more fruitful when he died and resurrected. But he could not be revealed as who he is until he falls to the ground and dies in the belly of the earth buried there in the belly of the earth and then resurrect. Then you can see the glory of the Messiah. Then you will see the King of Glory. Then you will be enthroned on the right hand side of the Father, right hand side of power. That is what Jesus was talking about there. When he's answering the Greeks, when the Gentiles have now come, then it's time to go to the cross. And remember, it was nightmare enough. It was a problem enough for the chief rabbis, for, for, the, for, the, chief, for the chief priests, and the elders, and the Sanhedrin. It was already a big problem. 
problem that he resurrected Lazarus and all the Hebrew people are now drawn to him Ta- saying hallelujah hosanna blessed is the king that come Tayari in the name of the Lord Tayari ilikuwa shida kubwa kabisa kwa sababu alikuwa amemfufua Lazaro na watu wote wa Hebrew walikuwa wamekuja kwake kusema kwamba haleluya hosanna kwa yeye aliyemfalme wa utukufu wa Bwana Blessed is the king that comes in the name of the Lord Amebarikiwa mfalme ajaye kwa jina la Bwana So that was a problem enough Hivyo basi hiyo ilikuwa shida ya kutosha They didn't want him to be popular Hawakutaka apate kuwa maarufu kupendwa How much more problem now Gentiles also beginning to go to him It is running out of control. Hivi basi ni shida kubwa namna gani basi unaona kwamba watu mataifa wanaanza kwenda kwake basi haiwezi kuvumilika kustahimilika. And so he's saying here. Na kwa hivyo anasema hapa that when Jesus decided instead of going to the Gentiles he decided to answer them from the inside of the temple. Ya kwamba Yesu badala ya kwenda kwa watu mataifa aliamua kuwajibu kutoka ndani ya hekalu. And when he answered them. Na alipowajibu he told them he's going to the cross. Aliwaambia kwamba anaenda msalabani. When he's here like this is like one wheat seed of wheat. Na akiwa hapa namna hii yeye ni kama mbegu moja ya ngano. Meaning his purpose and his mission cannot be seen. Kumaanisha kwamba makusudi yake na misheni yake haiwezi kuonekana. Power and authority cannot be seen. Nguvu zake na mamlaka yake haiwezi kuonekana. Mamlaka ambayo inaweza kufutilia mali kwa kifo. That can extinguish death. Nguvu ambazo zinaweza kufutilia mali kwa kumaliza kifo. Them. 
Verily, very truly I tell you. Amen, amen, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground. And dies. Nakufa, it remains a single seed. But if it dies. Ikifa, it produces many seeds. Now look at that. If anyone. He didn't say the Hebrew people. Sa- if anybody. He opened it to everybody. Sasa hiyo, kwamba, kama yote, kwamba, he opened it to everybody. Kwa watu wote. He said if anyone. Kwamba, yote. Again he says. If anyone. Kama yote. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again verse 25. He says. Anyone who loves their life. Will lose it. While anyone. He opened it to the whole world. It is the Hebrew or the Gentiles. He said, this is now open to everybody now. I don't have to come to you into the Gentiles court. I don't have to. Sitaji is not the right thing to say. Sitaji is I don't want. So, so uh, I don't have to come to you in the gentle court. Today there's a bit of a problem. Can you help me second floor? I have a long message here. He's saying that I don't have to come to you to the Gentiles court. But I'm going to the cross. And I'm going to open up a big door. For all nations. Hebrew and Gentile. To be able to access God. He uses anyone and whoever. And he says here. Verse 25. Anyone who loves their life. Will lose it. And then he goes on. While anyone who hates their life in this world. Will keep it for eternal life. Look at verse 26. Whoever serves me. Whoever all. Whoever serves me must follow me. And he says, where he goes, there you must go. What was Jesus saying? Let me give you a summary before you go through the scriptures. What was he saying there? And how does this relate to the cross? Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. Listen to me very carefully. Jesus was saying in that parable of the single seed of wheat that is him. He was talking about himself. That unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies Dead dies. And when it dies, it will germinate. So he says, unless a kernel of wheat, a seed of wheat, falls to the ground and dies. And of course, germinate. And germinate. Can you use the, the Swahili? Somebody, can you help me? I have a long message, really. Today, help me, please. And so, so unless a seed of wheat falls to the ground and germinate and grow and germinate, it says it just remains one seed. 
That seed is Jesus. He was talking about himself. That unless he dies and go he goes to the cross and dies for man. Because he knew so well that he is the perfect lamb of God. That has been sent by God to pay for propitiation, for appeasement, for the paying of sin. And I don't want to go. There is a deeper conversation on that on the mountain of transfiguration. And I know every detail. That is the conversation part of what was being said there. To direct him to go and finish the job. With a special message from the Father. And so he knew that he has to go to the cross and die. Because he has to pay for the he is the one out of his veins will come the atoning blood. That atoning blood will atone for the sins of man. And wash and cover everybody that is purchased for God. So Jesus was saying that that seed of wheat is him. And that if he dies and then the germination that means resurrect. Then now he can produce more seeds. That's why in verse 32 then he says when I am lifted up I will draw all men to myself all people. And the Lord was using that to define his church. The church that will enter the rapture. The church that will enter the kingdom of glory. And he was saying that the church of Christ that goes into the rapture is the church that must follow him. Follow him to the cross. Follow him to heaven. So in other words he was saying that when he dies, when he falls to the ground and dies on the cross, dies like that seed on the ground. That is when his worth, his purpose, his mission will be revealed. And his potential will be revealed. And then he will become fruitful. When he resurrects and draws all men into salvation of the grace. And he was using that to define the church that will enter the rapture. By saying that all of you that have received the salvation of the grace by repenting and turning away from sin. You have Jesus in you. But that seed, that Jesus in you cannot be revealed. The world, when they look at you, they cannot tell your identity. 
They cannot tell your potential. They cannot tell your purpose. They cannot tell your mission. Until you die. Until you die on the cross. Until you deny yourself and pick up your cross and crucify your flesh on that cross. That's why he said that whoever loves their life in this world will die. And he says whoever does not like their life in this world will gain eternal life. He was defined the perfect bride of Christ. And he was saying that the perfect bride of Christ is the church that walks after him, follows his footprints, his footprints. Where he has stepped, she steps. And when she follows him, when Jesus went to the cross, he picked up his cross and he pulled it, walked with it. He said the church that is true is his true church. Is his genuine church. The true Christians today. The church that will enter the kingdom of glory. The is the church that follows him to the cross and carries our own cross on a daily basis. Because he says that since you repented, that when you repented, and then now you have Jesus, the seed of Jesus inside you. The life of Jesus, that seed is inside you when you accept Jesus. That seed cannot be seen. Cannot be fruitful. Cannot grow. And your true identity cannot be seen by the world. Your productivity cannot be seen at all. Until you yourself take the cross and die to self. And crucify that flesh. Crucify the old man in you. That unless you do that, you cannot be productive. So the Lord was defining his church by saying that his true church his genuine church is the Christian that has received the blood of Jesus from the veins the veins of Jesus and he has received the life the life is in the blood the blood of Jesus has washed him and he imparted the life of Jesus in him the blood, the life is in the blood the blood flowing from his veins and coming right into your mainstream and putting a seed of the life of Jesus in you you are walking with Christ, you have received Christ. That the true church will pick up her cross on a daily basis and crucify her flesh. And when you crucify your will, your self-will, then he says, then you will reject the world and then the mission of Christ the will of God in you 
leadership the will of God in you will be the reign of God in you and the will of God is that you reach out to many perishing people perishing in the streets of this world perishing in the nations of this earth perishing in the byways of this world perishing in alcoholism perishing in sexual sin perishing in lies perishing in drugs perishing in atheism perishing in the ivory towers of academic qualifications that the will of God after you've killed yourself on the cross the spiritual cross after you've crucified your flesh in the spiritual inner cross that you have then now the will of God will reign and you reach out to more people and you'll be more fruitful and you harvest more people for Jesus for the same way as Jesus was the seed the kernel of wheat so you are and he used that to define his church the true church of Christ that gets to enter the kingdom of glory and he says that church is the church that denies ourselves picks up our cross crucify ourselves and is productive hey. and he's saying that for you to be productive John chapter 15 verse 2 and verse 6 they show another church the church you see on the earth today the church that has not killed the flesh the church that is not productive and he says I am the true vine that without me you can do nothing you are the branches and for you to be productive you have to remain in me abide in me and that way he defined his true church that the church that abides in him is the church that has denied herself she's walking the footprints of Jesus Jesus denied himself so she will deny herself too and she will pick up her cross and crucify the self will crucify the flesh loaded with the sinful desires the lusts of the flesh crucify it on the cross on a daily basis and yet when you look at her now after she has crucified the flesh she will be on fire for Jesus she will be running to reach people rich people productive now one kernel of wheat she can now produce many more a big harvest
What was Jesus saying about his true church that will be raptured? Using this tremendous parable of going to the cross, the kernel of wheat, answering the Gentiles from the inner court of the temple. He was saying that at that place he released the secret of the blueprint of the kingdom of God. He released the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of God. And he said that the kingdom of God is strictly based on crucifixion. That the kingdom of God is strictly based on death. That without death there can be no resurrection. Without the death of the old you you cannot have the new you that is built hallelujah in the image of Christ I have jumped ahead of myself. He released the hidden secret of the blueprint, the hidden the knowledge, the hidden knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of God. Because he said that he released the blueprint about the kingdom of God. That the kingdom of God is about the cross. That ever since man fell in the garden of Eden, the kingdom of God is about the cross. That the kingdom of God is about the spirit of God, a spiritual life. And he's saying, in that tremendous revelation, revealing to the church, Jesus revealing the identity of his real church, his true church that enters rapture. I said that the flesh must die for the spirit man to be raised in you. The new man and he was saying that that is the process of transformation that the people that receive him as Lord and Savior must go through transformation the dying of the seed and the germinating of a new life and the fruitfulness the transformation, the process he was saying that that is the transformation that is true church the church of the rapture must must go through. that that is the transformation that the rapture church must go through. The church that will be raptured. The one I have seen taken up. There must be death to the flesh. She must be carrying a cross on a daily basis. And he said, in that tremendous conversation, answering the Gentiles from the inner part of the temple, 
He was saying that after the transformation there must be a conformation that you may now be conformed to the image of God that was intended in Genesis chapter 1 26-27 the image and likeness of God back to the image of God that anybody that wants to enter the kingdom of rapture, kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, anybody that is the true church of Christ right now, he's saying you must go through that transformation of dying to self and resurrecting the spirit man. A tremendous transformation must take place in whoever wants to enter the kingdom of God in the rapture. And after the transformation, then now you will be in the conformation. You must now be conformed to the image of God, the image of Christ. Then you become Christ-like, Christ-like, Christ-like. The conformation. You now conform to the values of Christ, to the image of Christ. Even your choices in this life, when anybody looks at you, they will see that you are Christ-like in your choices. That you are in the image and the likeness of Christ. And he says that inside that he exalted the Messiah as the only Lamb of God that is able to pay for propitiation for the sins of man. And then he laid out the process for Christian salvation. That there must be death. That the secret of the kingdom of God has it that there must be death for life to spring up eternal life. That the flesh must die. When you look at the present day church, has she died to self? Has the flesh been killed? Has she crucified her flesh? And he said, after that is the transformation where your identity changes whether the devil tries to look for you he cannot even see you whether you pass near him he cannot see you anymore because your identity has changed in the process of transformation and then after that he says now you become Christ like in total Christ like when you look at the present day church has she been transformed. Has the present day church really been transformed? 
Did she really bearing the image and the values of Christ? Is she in the likeness of the Messiah? The answer is absolute no. And that is why there is need for work. We need work. The church needs to return. It's a long one. I may come back tomorrow. I may come back on Wednesday. Because our time is running out. But you can now see for yourself. When the Lord spoke in the book of Luke chapter 923. And he used it to identify his glorious church that heaven is waiting for. The church that has mansions prepared for her in the kingdom of glory. The church that has mansions already prepared for. Not everybody. He has defined his church. And when you look at the glorious wedding rings he showed me, he showed me the sky. They are ancient. And when you look at this identity you are picking up the cross and nailing the flesh. It is ancient. That is the conduct of the first primitive church. They rejected the world to the point of death. But when you look at the present day church, do you see a church that has rejected the world? Absolute no. You see a church instead that has accepted the world. Whose church are you? They have embraced the world. And everything of the world. And the Lord is saying that this is the hour to make a turn around and return to the way of the Lord. The Messiah is coming. He says, without death, there is new life. There is no new life. You must die. When you die, then a new life rises out of you. The same way Jesus died, and a new life came out of him. And the Lord was defining the rapture church, the heavenly church, the glorious church. What a powerful message when we are trending number one globally. Hallelujah. And trending all over many nations. Many nations right now. When we are trending what a mighty message that the Lord is defining his church the true church of Christ within a lost generation within an apostate people within a rebellious church a dispensation of worldliness and modernism then he comes and defines his church strictly based on the cross Hey! Hey! 
strictly based on the cross you must return and repent and he's saying no wonder the present day church is not productive enough he's not, he's not productive at all because he wants the cripples to go out and walk he wants the blind to see he wants the other religions to understand when they look at you they understand this is the true religion, the religion of the cross. Only this gives hope beyond the tombs. The worst thing that can ever happen to a man to the church is for you to live your life on the earth here thinking that you are born again and you are going to heaven. And then when the day of rapture comes, you have been left abandoned, humiliated, ashamed. And that's why this is very critical. He defines his church using the cross. That deny yourself, pick up your cross, and die. That kernel of wheat, that wheat Jesus put in you, must die. That now you may be productive, a new life, a new you come up. In John chapter 12, powerful scripture defining the glorious bride of Christ. And Romans chapter 8, powerful scripture defining the bride of Christ. And in Romans 8, where you defined her from based on this suffering that provided you suffer Ma on the cross like him where he defined the cross and the suffering he raised the Holy Spirit there he is raising the Holy Spirit here also in John chapter 12 the centrality of the Holy Spirit in your life the power of the Holy Spirit in preparing the church the role of the Holy Spirit the critical role of the Holy Spirit in giving you a new life to prepare for the kingdom of glory. When you look at the present day church, do you see that they have embraced the role of the Holy Spirit? The answer is no. Instead they are doing they are blasphemed the Holy Spirit. They are blackmailed the Holy Spirit. They have abused the Holy Spirit. We heard that even in some countries, the pastors before the Lord sent me, they used to tie electric shocks inside their sleeves and they line up people and they used to shock them. So people would be shocked and fall out of electric shock. They are blasphemed the Holy Spirit. How are you going to enter the kingdom of glory when you are blasphemed the Holy Spirit? Hey! How dare you? even in this country they did it we heard that in Uganda and many other countries they used to tie batteries and they, they do electric shock on people so you see people falling electric shock hitting them 
That is blasphemy. Batteries and some things. Can you help me? There, I don't have time. So we also heard that in some countries they do things. They talk about things against the Holy Spirit. The pastors have done this. They are speaking false tongues. They are teaching people to open mouth and send How then can the Holy Spirit crucify your flesh when you are already blaspheming Him? You are grieving Him. You are blackmailing Him. You are abusing Him. Hey. He's talking about the role of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Spirit rising up in your life and taking center stage. That you may be a spiritual Christian. Not these ones you see who are very earthly, very physical, very worldly. That is how the Holy Spirit it prepares you by crucifying your flesh and focusing you onto the kingdom of glory. Can we read some scriptures here? The Swahili needs to move up because they're really missing a lot there. The book of Matthew. Blessed people. I think because of time, people go to work tomorrow. It's very important at this critical hour to bring repentance before the Lord. Because he says that the true church of Christ has to die to self by carrying the cross and crucifying the flesh on a daily basis and raising the spiritual church. The church that is heavenly focused. Not focused on the world. And he's saying that that crucifixion, that dying is the hidden secret of the kingdom of God after the fall. That unless the life that Jesus has planted in you, unless you die and it germinates, resurrects, into a new life, you cannot even, never be productive. You cannot even be productive. You can never be fruitful. That you may resurrect the new person. Die with him. Buried with him. Like you see in Romans 6. Okay, can you just help this? Can you help her? Because she's giving something else that's out of this doctrine. It's different from this. So, unless you die to self and you are self-crucified, the flesh crucified, and the spirit man, spirit man, be raised in you, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And he's saying, when you look at the present day church, the Lord defined his church using that death on the cross, using the cross of Jesus. And yet, when you look at the the present day church. It is the cross they have thrown out. It is the blood of Jesus they have thrown out. And they have gone to the gospel of prosperity. The gospel eating to the flesh that they have not killed. And he's saying that after dying and resurrecting the new man, there 
is the process of transformation changing your value system purging you delivering you from your ways and bringing you closer to Jesus and then after that there is confirmation the likeness of Christ he says the church that has gone through that process that is the true church of Christ that is the true bride of Christ that is the church that he is coming to take he is coming to take the kingdom of glory that is the church that he is coming to take in the kingdom of glory and he's saying the present day jokes and blasphemy that you see in the church around the Holy Spirit must come to an end. Regarding the Holy Spirit must come to an end. Must be brought to an end. Because he says that the Holy Spirit is at the center of your transformation. The Holy Spirit is at the center of your conversion to a new being to a new creation to born again and so if tonight you feel that you have not gone through the transformation that the same old you that was very sinful in the world you are still sitting in the church lasting at women lasting at men and sitting before false prophets telling you about the things of the world prosperity of the earth sitting before the false apostles telling you about the things of the world the prosperity of the world if it is you if you know very well that you are longing for this transformation then repeat this prayer after me the mighty Lord Jesus I repent tonight and I open up my life to you tonight and receive you in my heart as my Lord and my Savior and I ask you my Lord Jesus to have your way and fill me with the Holy Spirit and teach me to carry my cross on a daily basis please crucify my flesh and convert me transform me and make me Christ like change my priorities separate me totally from wickedness and evil and immorality and establish in me holiness mighty Lord Jesus order my steps and establish my name in the Lamb's book of life in the mighty name of Jesus tonight I am born again Amen if you've said that prayer I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus and congratulate you in the mighty name of Jesus that is the best decision you can ever make we will continue on Wednesday we have only about 30 minutes we are just going to have a 30 minute revival and then we'll close it at about 20 past midnight we are shutting down because people report to work in the morning 
Tutafunga kwa sababu watu wanaenda kazini kesho. But I want you to know. Lakini ninataka mjue. Ya kwamba ni wakati mkuu mnagani. Ujumbe ni moto. The church is being identified. Kanisa linatambulishwa. The church that enters glory. Kanisa linaloingia katika utukufu. And he says. Na anasema. Unless like a kernel of seed. Ijapokuwa tu kama vile mbegu ya ngano. You fall down to the ground and die to self. Uanguke chini kwenye ardhi na ufe kwa ubinafsi. And the new self germinate, emerge, arise. Na utu upya ukopata kumeanda ni mwako. You cannot see the kingdom of God. You're not a true follower of Christ. So from today on, the Lord will continuously crucify a lot of things that don't please him in your life. Jesus loves you. Thank you. Asanteni. The Messiah is coming. Be ready all the time. Remember this is the voice of one calling out in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Amend your ways. Reform your ways. Be right with God. The Messiah is coming. And the kingdom of God has drawn near. Be holy. Keep watch. Nobody knows that day. Or the hour. Keep watch. The king is coming. Thank you. Jesus loves you. Toda shalom. Amen. Amina. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.